0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cults Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm Holly. I'd like to welcome you back to a a little bit of a a long uh, vacation, as they say, or life, as we call it. Yes. Uh, A little bit bit of a break, but we are back here. Back with more cults, more coffee, more conversation. That's right. We're going to get into it just a little bit. We have a a very interesting new cult that we're going to be discussing. We're going global. Yes, we are. We're going global. We're going outside of... Southern California.
1: And the United States of America.
0: Yes, but the majority of the cults we've covered has been in pretty much Southern California, where the origins have begun. But that's okay. We're just... Well, you know what? Let's just move forward. Alrighty. Okay, so here's, of course, our uh, disclaimer. We're just for entertainment purposes only. We just get the facts, we dissect it, and we discuss it. Regular jobs. Just regular people. We don't hold degrees in theology or anything like that, so... Like I said, we're just looking at it, talking about it, and discussing it. Alrighty. So before we do get into it, though, a couple things we need to cover. we got our fa- uh, our Facebook fan page. Yes. Of course, it's Colts Coffee at Conversation. And then, of course, we have our Instagram at Colts Coffee Convo. Colts Coffee Convo on the Instagram. And then you have the Twitter at Colts Coffee Con 1. That is Colts Coffee Con 1. And then, of course, we do have our illustrious Famous email address cultscoffeeconvo at gmail.com, but there's yes. also one other thing that we do have Holly take it away
1: Yes, uh, you get your voice memo on your smartphone You record a message to us and you send it off to our cultscoffeeconvo at gmail.com
0: Thank you very much Holly. Are you ready to get into this? Foreign cult
1: no, I'm not
0: you are not Oh, yes, because we have, before we start talking about our cults, we are rusty people. <laughs> so, uh, before you get into our cults, we must talk about our coffee. Oh, yes. Yes, well, guess what, everyone? We're not drinking coffee at the moment. We cheated. We're not going to lie to you because we love all you Coltonites that much. We are not going to lie. We actually went to the drip in Fullerton already early this morning and had a nice little chat about what we're going to discuss today And, uh, well, Holly, what did you have?
1: Well, uh, we had the only drink worth it there, I guess, is the Spanish latte. Mm. And what did you have, Carl?
0: I also had the Spanish latte.
1: Now, we did have a little bit of a disappointment there, and it's actually kind of shocking because Carl's been there many, many, many times. Mm. Carl, can you tell us about what happened?
0: Well, for some strange reason, you, you ordered a donut as well, which... It was not bad. Uh, she ordered a donut, and you got your coffee, and you got your thing. That was my turn to come up and pay. And for some reason, I got my donut in a bag.
1: <laughs> instead of on and a instead plate. Instead
0: of on a plate, like you did. And I was like, that's strange. We walked in together, and we were talking together prior to getting in the line. And then, of course, I was like, okay, fine. Well, there's no place to sit. So by the way, folks, if it's just one person, and you're in a spot for four, don't sit there. Go to the bar like a human being, and get your coffee... I have a pet peeve. Okay, if you're going to a coffee place, you order one cup of coffee, and I'm talking to a specific person in the, not in the room, but at that place, at that time, and at that moment, and all you're doing is having a mug of coffee, and you're looking at your phone, and you're taking up a spot for mm, four people, or at least two to three, don't be a jerk and sit there. Go to the little offset bars if that's all you're going to do. Now, if you're meeting somebody, here's a hint. Bring a couple of books. Make it look like you're there for a while, and that you're actually setting up for a study group. Respect. But if it's just you with a cup of coffee and your phone and you're just flittling through your Instagram feed, get the heck off of there. Go sit on the couch. Get comfortable. But please, let's be courteous to us all. All right enough of my rant well, there but so anyway y- yeah so, so where I, did we get to so we arms. went outside mm-hmm. and made sure you were all set up and comfortable and all good to go i'm like all right i'm gonna go inside and get my coffee i go in i sit there and wait at the bar and patiently and just waiting and waiting And I'm like hmm what the heck's going on and then of course here uh there is a to-go cup uh, sitting there, and one of the baristas goes, oh, I have a Spanish latte to, to for Carl to go. I'm like, mmm, instantly pissed. Because I never said to go, which explains why my donut was shoved into a bag.
1: But you weren't even asked at the, at the counter. I wasn't
0: even asked for a counter. No. Uh, and, of course, I quietly get up, and say I do apologize. I don't recall saying to go, but I guess this is what I'll deal with. And of course, you know, kudos to the barista. I think the girl was new, so I've never seen her before. So okay. I have to.
1: And in fact, you go there several times a week.
0: <laughs> I went twice in the span of a twelve hours. Uh, yes, in 12 you did. Hours. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm. anyway, um, you know, the, the the barista said, "You know what? I apologize. I'll make you another one real quick." And I was like, "You know what? Thank you." And, by the way, if they do, if there is a mess-up, guys, say thank you and appreciate the fact that, you know what, they're in the service business and accidents do happen, which I understand because I'm in the service business. So, anyway, um, they made the Spanish latte. Of course, I bring it out. And, of course, I'm trying not to get upset because it kind of annoys me because, you know, we're trying to, you know, not use straws anymore and we're trying to, you know, keep the environment clean. If you're going to a coffee house, ask for a real mug. Okay. Because you know what? That's designed for that to do, to, to have and to enjoy. I personally like to go to this coffee house because of the fact that they serve it in an actual big old mug.
1: Well, they will do that at Starbucks too.
0: They do. Some do, some don't.
1: Really? Yes. Some don't. Okay.
0: Um, But you know, I'm, if I wanted a coffee to like, I don't, me and my sarcasm in my mouth is sometimes getting myself in a little bit of trouble, but because I almost said, well, if I wanted this, I would have gone to Starbucks across the street. I want a real mug. Did you say that? I did not. I did not. I thought it. I thought it. But that's not because fair Starbucks to the barista. just
1: about across the street. Yes.
0: So I'm not going to, you know, I have to respect other people's mistakes and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh, you know, of course, I sit down there and I'm eating my donut angrily. And what did I say?
1: You're saying I'm eating the hate and drinking the hate. <laughs> eating and drinking the
0: hate this is like the hate you give mm, tastes so good of course yeah because all, you had all the all donut
1: left. in the bag and it's all smushed it was
0: it was smushed it was kind of smushed in there and you and did I was
1: pay quite a bit for it yes we could have gone to jack's donuts and got mm. a, a half of a dozen
0: for what we paid for that yes, yes. Mm-hmm. so you know at least be kind and courteous and I, anyway i can go on for days about the disappointment but anyway we got to sit down. We had Spanish lattes. They were fantastic as usual. Perfection. I apologize to the barista who, who did mess up or the person who took my order. I apologize. I'm glad I did not lose my temper. Um, but certain sometimes, you know, little details here and there. Anyway, okay. Are you ready to get now? Go International?
1: yes we are going to go international uh we're going into a non western well actually yes we're a non western uh, beliefs yes and somebody that is uh, you know i did take a little uh, i've been talking to people about what we are going to be doing you know my friends and coworkers and i'd ask did you ever hear this that you know what we're going to talk about and they barely remembered even people my own age or older so i think this is a good opportunity to Share this and educate people on this historical event.
0: Mm, okay. Now you're sitting there probably thinking, what could it be? But I know this did make global news. Oh, yes, it did. This made global news. It was very, that's, how would you put it? It was one of a kind type of, was it one of a kind you would think? Or it was something during the time frame nobody was doing this stuff.
1: Oh no, this is
0: a, a This is biological.
1: Yes, it would be on the at the time it was on the same level as um the first bombing of the Trade Center in 1993. Yes. before uh 2001.
0: Right. But so enough guessing. You ready to tell them what it is? Okay. I will say it unless you want to give a show. Go shot. ahead. You you do it. <laughs> It's Ayum Shinrikyo. Ayum Shinrikyo. Now it's A U M S in the space. S H I N R I K Y O. Ayum Shinrikyo. Which means Supreme Truth in. Ju- now this is Japan, everyone. Yes, it's in this is Japan. This is Japan. This is in Japan. Now the leader of this uh, Supreme Truth or the Ayum Shinrikyo is Asahara Mitsumoto. Now, okay. Let's talk about this interesting fellow. Uh, his fir- original name is Chizu Matsumoto. Now, he was born uh, March 2nd, 1955. Now, he comes from a huge family, uh, nine children total, uh, and, of course, grown up very, very poor.
1: Now, yes, let's make this note that this is 10 years after uh, World War II ended. So this economy in Japan was pr- pretty much annihilated. After the war, so they're still they're still in the the throes of getting their economy back.
0: Yes. Now, his early life, he had uh, infantile glaucoma. Uh, he and was sent to school for the blind. Uh, he was intelligent and he did have charisma. Now, since he you know has a little de- uh, deficiency in life, he was uh, very angry and he bullied and manipulated classmates. Uh, he was violent and uh, liked to make people suffer. If he were Your enemy. So, a little sadist there. Uh, But he did graduate in 1977, uh, extremely narcissistic, wouldn't you say? Uh, Yes. Yes. Now, he failed the test to get into medical and law school. Now, he studied acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicines and uh, started teaching yoga and ended up opening up his own practice. Now, uh, he was arrested, though, in 1982 for participating in uh, pharmacies without uh, a license and selling irregulated drugs. Also known as selling fake medicine, he was a snake oil salesman,
1: <laughs> as one of the
0: uh, other c- other co-hosts have have mentioned before. Uh, now he was he did not getting married though back in 1978 uh, to a woman by the name of uh, Tomoko, and they had six kids.
1: Yes, they did.
0: Yes. So now in the early 1980s, Japan's economy be uh, became the single biggest on Earth. People were searching for the meaning of their lives. And of course, a lot of new religions has popped up during this time. Now, uh, one of, of course was called the Aigon Shu. Now, Aigon Shu is a mixture of Buddhism and Hinduism. Now, it started in 1955, but it took off when the Japanese government recognized as religion back in 1982. Asahara became a devoted member of the Aigon Shu. Now, uh, instead of becoming uh, enlightened, He figured out that the new religions were the future. Now, does this kind of ring a bell a little
1: bit? Here in the United States, we had uh, religions that were incubated in the 50s and the 60s. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: And then, of course, turned into something usually in the 80s.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: And, of course, uh, the religion that I'm pertaining to that kind of has a similar feel when he says that uh, he figured out that the new religions were the future. Is is Scientology, because yes. that's what L. Ron Hubbard w- w- was saying. Yes. Now, he created a spiritual crisis and abandoned Tomoko and his children to go to India for two years to study religious texts. Wow.
1: I'm that. wondering what he studied in India for two years.
0: Well, abandoning. I love that word, abandoning. Well, yeah,
1: because abandonment means that there's no financial support. Nope. And he just made an an excuse. Oh, I'm in crisis. I'm just abdicating all my responsibilities. You figure it out.
0: Hmm. What a lovely chap. And it only gets lovelier. Now, returning in 1984, Asahara started... I Okay, now this one, Foshina, bear with me. It is Ayum Shinsen Nokai, which was quickly renamed the Ayum Shinrikyo. Now, he changed his name also, now, who else does remind us of, of Shoko Asahara? Now, he stood on the street corners, handing out leaflets and preaching his beliefs. Because of his charismatic way of speaking, he was able to gather a following. Now, let's kind of get into the uh, the beliefs. You want to get into yes, the beliefs? Yes, I will uh, sure. get
1: into some of the beliefs. Yeah, it's a mix of Christianity, mm. end times, mm-hmm. Hindu creation myths, Buddhism, yoga. Nostradamus prophecies and anything else he wanted the religion preaches that there are a number of steps or levels of consciousness that a member can reach through the teachings of the Spirit of Truth His Holiness the master Shoko Asahara so steps Mm, or levels Mm -hmm. sounds familiar go ahead Aum literature claims that the only one person Shoko Asahara has attained the highest level of consciousness and exists in the state of nirvana.
0: Wait, wait a minute. Wait one second. There's only one that reaches the proper enlightenment, and that is me, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. How dare you claim you have not reached the consciousness that is? You know what? That would be a very interesting conversation to have those two guys in the room.
1: Well, yeah, because they were contemporaries, number one. Yes. Because in 1981, when we talked about the Rashnishis going into Oregon, it was in 1981. Right. And now this here, this is going to, this is all in the ish. 80s. Yeah, yeah. it's all 80s. So and
0: by the way, people, when you hear me make light of the way Bhagwan Sri Roshnish talked, that's how he talked, all right? So don't. Um, relax. It's called a joke. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Um, we were wondering if they even crossed paths in their spiritual journey because he was in India and China and yes. different places. And I do know India does have a lot of these um, ashrams and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But you never know.
0: Yeah, you really, really never, ever know. Go ahead. Go ahead with what else kind of interesting things. Oh, is, yes. Is, so is, mm.
1: the Aum faith also included a number of religious views surrounding in- reincarnation, as well as Tibetan beliefs in extrasensory experiences, including clairvoyance, seeing through walls, and levitation.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So
1: now Asahara claimed to frequently levitate and fly around rooms. Mm. The only photographic evidence the staff reviewed concerning these flights appeared to be crude forgeries. Even to the untrained eye, they show that rather than levitating, Asahara was probably bouncing on a device such as a trampoline to become airborne.
0: Okay. All right. So let me get this straight. They're following this guy. They just shown proof and they full blown see the forgery, there the the forged photos of him levitating and flying through a room
1: well okay so and, we're probably later on getting down on uh, when we go through this we will examine what uh, you know made these people stick with this guy and the mentality and the state of their emotional being and the society that they were in at the time
0: right because i guess because
1: yeah it's not just as black and white as is what we're saying on this piece of paper
0: that is correct that is correct. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. No, that's
1: fine. So all members could move along in their spiritual development through various ways and magical rites. Now, I would Ooh. love it if there were some magical rites that would work.
0: Sounds Harry Pottery to it me. It
1: does to me. Uh, now, they had a ceramic mystical trinket <laughs> known as the Purusha, and it was worn as a badge and said to contain energy of the Master. Who is this remis- reminiscent of?
0: Excuse me. Are you asking me a question about the mala?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Yeah, so I guess that's their little. That's their. That's their mala from the. Uh, um, from uh, the Rajnishis. The Rajnishis. Thank okay. you. Okay.
1: Okay. Now they also they required a significant donation for spiritual development could be accelerated through the magical touch on the forehead by one who. Had already attained enlightenment, and there was only one who was Asahara.
0: Right now, this is a little Rajneesh-ish, with a sprinkle of Scientologyism. Go ahead.
1: Um spiritual rites came to include such things. Okay, now y- people, you're going to have to s- to put on your seat belts Okay. For oh, this, one. <laughs> this
0: is so gross. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And this is just the just the just this is it's just the just fun the, size snack of the of Yeah, this, this is the thing. fun size. Oh boy. This
1: is the fun stuff. This is oh, the stuff that oh, isn't even Do you want me to read it or you no, want to okay. it? Oh, go for it. The spiritual rites came to include such things as drinking Asahara's blood, oh. drinking his used bath water oh, that's so disgusting. and drinking brood hair locks or beard clippings.
0: Oh. Oh, that's so, oh, so terrible. The bathwater is, to me, the bathwater's is worse than the blood. Is that weird? To, is that weird? Well, yeah,
1: because blood in its in and of itself is sterile. Okay. Oh, it's But bathwater. the, the bathwater, you know, we don't need to what get is, into it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what if haven't bathed the, in a week? Oh. The, the hair locks and beard clippings, it's pretty Disgusting. gross. Okay, let's move right, I'm along. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So Azahara claimed for himself a messianic mantle. Now I love that. Where you you just decide I am the Messiah. Ah yes. Now in nineteen eighty five Asahara allegedly had a visitation from the Hindu god Shiva about his identity and calling. Asahara then understood himself to be the god of light who leads the armies of the gods. So this is really claiming he's god of the gods. Mm. Okay. And is to create an ideal society made up of those who have attained psychic powers. Beautiful. Now, another thing about these psychic powers mm. uh, reminds us of Scientology. hmm
0: Yes. Okay. Agreed. Now, they also, part of their philosophy was uh, end of the world thing. That was their huge, well, that's what kind of put them on the map for the most part as far as a global acknowledgement. Yes. Okay. Global acknowledgement. Now, the cult uh, was uh, fixated on the Hindu god Shiva, obviously, because he had a vision. Reminds me of a few people we've covered. And the god of, who is the god of destruction? I apologize thereby explaining, in part, the violent nature of the cult and its emphasis on Armageddon. Now, Armageddon, or the end of the world, is a a normal uh, tenant of Buddhism. No, it's not a normal. It's not. I'm sorry. Thank you. It isn't. I was like, wait, what? Uh, It's not a normal tenant of Buddhism or other Eastern religions popular in Japan. It was a core element, though, of the Ayum religion, with uh, salvation only coming uh, at the end of the Armageddon to those who adopted the Ayum faith. Now, Asahara foretold salvation for those Ayum members who have uh, attained a higher state through the teachings of the Supreme Master. Wow. Now, in 1989, Asahara published a major religious paper on Armageddon called The Destruction of the World. That's original. In it, Asahara apparently described the world wide calamity based upon a war between Japan and the United States, which would start sometime in nineteen ninety seven. Now the Ayum was also extremely anti Semitic.
1: Okay, what is anti Semitic, Carl?
0: You tell me, Holly.
1: Oh, it means that they're against the Jews.
0: Beautiful.
1: Not only against, you know, the whole the whole nine yards.
0: Great. We have anti Semitic Japanese.
1: That sounds odd.
0: That is a contradiction.
1: Well, I don't even. Well, anyway, we could probably we talk about on, yeah. it, but it seems like why would they care?
0: Right. That's <laughs> a, yeah. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> Who cares?
1: They don't have Jewish people generally in Japan or in that well, part of the world.
0: I it, mean, I, I mean, I would understand where it's like you know, like the Philippines or the uh, people from the Philippines or from thailand or china you know so because japan obviously if we all don't know it it's an island country but that would make sense that way
1: okay but i'm thinking uh, kind of uh, we might figure this out a little later in this story yeah so let's i put apologize that, i'm no, sorry that's okay uh let's put that on hold
0: now the ultimate goal is asahara's mind was to make himself king yeah that is true That was his main goal to be to be king. Now, Ayum's structure uh, was to make Asahara rich and quickly brainwashing everyone. It was able to well brainwashing anyone who was able to convince to join join the movement. Now, put their devotees through extreme pain. You know, of course, uh, designed to break their will, which a lot of cults we've covered, of
1: course, Mm -hmm.
0: who just love doing that. Ayum rituals, of course, range from being. Nuts to what the hell is going on. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, the followers were made to drink, obviously, we covered the blood and the dirty bath water. They were... <laughs> I'm so grossed out. <laughs> they were uh put through uh, ordeals of being put into boiling water to purify their souls, which led to many burns, obviously, and, of course, one death. There's your little fun-sized snack for this glorious little belief system. Yeah, this
1: is just the introduction I don't know how many podcasts we're going to have, episodes of this one. Yeah. this I, It's pretty deep. It's pretty it's complicated.
0: It is. It is. And, of course, not a lot of, I mean, we, we got to dig for the, some of this information. Yes, we did. You it know. was
1: basically translated uh, newspaper articles from Japan.
0: Yes. So, look, guys, yeah. we, we dig, okay? We dig. We do the best we can with what we've got. If you Google this guy... His face alone looks creepy, so bathwater, yuck. All right, okay. Well, guys, welcome back to Colt's Coffee and Conversation. We do appreciate your guys' feedback. We do appreciate your continued fandom. Thank you, Coltonites. You are amazing. Uh, And on that note, good night, Holly.
1: Good night, Carl.